welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Sarah Diane Mueller. Sarah is a native of Brooklyn, New York. She is the author of two novels, including Home in a Hundred Places and Greater Than the Still. Sarah received her BA in Communications and BA in Psychology from SUNY Buffalo. She went on to Brooklyn College to receive her Master of Science in Education with a focus on school counseling, as well as her Master of Arts in Human Resource Management from Trident University. Aside from writing her next novel, Sarah enjoys playing piano, ukulele, photography, and traveling the world. She lives in the suburbs of Chicago with her husband, son, and mother. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Revolutionary Women. How are you today? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm doing great today. Good. Good to know. Okay, so um, can you briefly tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started? Of course, yeah. So uh, my name is Sarah Diane Mueller. Um, I'm an author, and um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. But now I travel and live all around the country because my husband is in the military. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and I have one son who uh, just turned three last month, so oh. he's always keeping me very busy. Oh, how adorable! That's so. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that anymore. I have a twenty-two-year-old. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit different, right? Yeah, yeah. It goes quick. Don't worry. It does uh, yeah. go quick. Okay. Wow. Well, okay. Thank you for that. So like you said, you were born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. How was it growing up for you in Brooklyn since you've traveled so much? I loved it growing up in New York, um, especially now that I live in, I've lived in different cities. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just something about New York that you really can't, you can't compare it to. And I'm happy and grateful that I grew up in you know in Brooklyn in such a big city because mm-hmm. I really got to experience I think a lot um growing up mm-hmm. especially being around so many different people and so many different cultures um there was always something to do in New York so oh yeah for um, sure yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a New Yorker as well <laughs> I'm a transplant oh, yes, from New course. York to to Virginia <laughs> yeah yeah so I I so agree you know I grew up with so many different neighborhoods and you know, it was it was really cool. Yeah, I grew up with so many, and and met so many different people and cultures. And like you said, you know, there's there's nothing like um, being in New York and living in New York until the snow. <laughs> See, that's the yeah. only thing I do not I do not miss. Um, yeah. So, but uh, no, I I agree. You know, there's nothing like living in New York. Um, so you mentioned well, actually, so I you mentioned that you're you and your parent well actually so let me get started let me get back to that one um so you traveled a lot and you traveled with your parents correct or you did a lot of traveling with your parents did you document your trips um yeah document like in terms of I love I've always loved to take pictures so we definitely have a lot of pictures um from our trips Mm -hmm. and back when like a camcorder was a thing we had a camcorder going around on our trips (laughs) okay I remember Um, those and then yeah I I think as I got older I I like to like um keep a journal too Mm -hmm. when I would travel even if it wasn't like 
a full journal, but just more of like a list of the things that we did and the places that we went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I've actually found a few recently and mm-hmm. I, I skimmed through it and I, it was nice to see things that I wouldn't normally have remembered, but I have it written down. So it's nice to like look back at that. Oh, that's really great. Cause then you can look back and say, Oh, wow. Sometimes you don't remember, like you said, and it's like what you've put down. So it kind of brings you back to where you were. That's really yes, cool. It, Mm-hmm. It does. It's it's nice, like, to have those little details that I remembered in the moment, but you know, mm-hmm. ten years later, I definitely would not remember it. But right, um, it's nice to read back to that stuff. Okay, I also read that you spent um, that you used to work as a counselor. What type of counselor were you? I was working in a high school. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I was a school counselor for a few years. That's okay. actually what I got my master's degree in. Okay. So my before my goal was that I was going to, you know, be a school counselor and that was going to be my, you know, full-time career until Mm -hmm. I retired. But I've always still wanted to be a writer. So Mm. that kind of took hold a little bit. Yeah. I switched gears a little bit and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I I read that you're a travel journalist, that you spent some time as a travel journalist. How cool was that? Now, where did you travel to? And is that what started you on your writing journey? Or did you always want to be a writer? I've always wanted to be a writer. Um, I think really since I was probably in elementary school, I've always been writing little stories here and Mm. there. Um, When I, I think when I graduated college, when I, yeah, I would say even when I graduated graduate school, Mm -hmm. um, I was feeling kind of torn if I wanted to continue uh, with counseling Mm -hmm. or if I wanted to really try to focus on writing and see where that would take me so there was a period of time where I was kind of going back and forth and that's when I got into travel journalism Mm -hmm. um it was kind of by accident (laughs) uh which sometimes is like the most exciting thing right things happen by accident um but yeah I was writing for an online publication which I don't even think they're in business anymore now Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. they I just you know connected with people as I was writing and somebody suggested that I try to get some press trips. Oh. Um, so I, I just tried and it worked out. So luckily I was able to travel mostly around the country during that time. Um, okay. I went to New Orleans, Philadelphia, um, the big island of Hawaii, which was mm. an amazing trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did a lot of like local events in New York City too. Okay. And how long yeah. did you do that for? Um, I think I did that for maybe a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then eventually went back to counseling a little bit. And okay. then, yeah, okay. I just bounced around a little bit okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you are the author of two books, um, Home in a Hundred Places and Greater Than the Still. Now, what is Greater Than the, Greater Than the Still about? So Greater Than the Still is my first book, and um, it's actually... I want to say it's kind of like my love letter to New York. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I absolutely loved, you know, like I said, growing up in New York and always, even now, just whenever I go back, just being in New York, Mm -hmm. um, it's something so special to me. And and I always uh, was curious, especially, I think, whenever I took the train into the city, Mm -hmm. I I would always think about the people around me Mm -hmm. um, and like the kind of lives that they were leading and Mm -hmm. how our lives were crisscrossing paths, just being on the train. Um, Mm. So I always wondered like if I ever, if just like my presence made an impact on them somehow. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so Greater Than the Still is like a collection of short stories. Um, each one is from a different perspective of a New Yorker. Oh. And there's one main character who shows up in every chapter. So wow. you can kind of see how she might have an impact on people throughout the day uh-huh. and they might have an impact on her. Huh. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a, you know, a melting pot of New York stories and oh, just so how, cool. you know, people cross paths with each other. Sometimes they notice each other. Sometimes they don't. And just seeing that dynamic. Huh. That's really interesting, especially yeah. for New Yorkers, because, you know, as a New Yorker, you're so you're like so focused on just getting from point A to point B. And sometimes you don't even look up. Sometimes you're like, you no. know, and those are the stereotypes I, I understand. And, and I find, kind of fall into that sometimes, too. But the other side of that coin is that, you know, you do marvel that you're living in this amazing city you do marvel that there's so many people around you and then you wonder it's like you know I wonder what their lives are like outside of work outside of you know home you know and how how are how do they all connect at the end of the day that's really cool I love that yeah yeah thank you oh wow okay it was definitely it was a fun thing to write just because of growing up in New York and seeing so many different people. So I finally got to make little stories about them. Oh, wow. Okay, now I have to read that book. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I just finished your second book, Home in a Hundred Places. I loved it, first of all. Thank you. And I thought it was like really, it was, it, it, it touched on so many levels between your father's life, because it's about your father, your father's life before, um, there's like so many different decades of his life, and then, you know, coming from your point of view, but I mean, can you briefly describe what it's about? You know, you have to tell the whole thing, because, you know, that way, (laughs) because, you know, I, I mean, I really am interested what, what prompted you to write about this? So um, Home in a Hundred Places is um, based on the true story of my late father's life. Mm. Um, he was actually a Jewish Egyptian spy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, kind of escaped that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he moved to New York and, you know, create a new career, a new life for himself. Um, and then eventually he travels around the world Um, but unfortunately he lost his memories to Alzheimer's disease. Mm, Um, so it was something that I've always wanted to write. My family has always encouraged me to write it because they all know that I love to write. So they always said, you know, my dad's life is so fascinating. I should Mm. definitely try to write his story. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was just something that for whatever reason, I never got around to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I did decide to like sit down and write it it was at the start of the pandemic so of course everybody was home more I had a lot of time to be home more Mm -hmm. um and then he was at the time also going through the later stages of Alzheimer's disease Mm -hmm. um so I could see that some of his memories were really going Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. um so in a way I really wanted to hold on to it as much as I could I wanted to kind of preserve those memories before they were really gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the reason why I started to write it at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, And now just having it completed, Mm -hmm. um, seeing the reaction from like my friends, my family, um, 
I think it's been really, it's definitely fulfilling for mm-hmm. me to be able to put that finally on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now too, hopefully when my son gets older, he'll be able to read the story mm-hmm. and yeah. really understand like where our family comes from. So that was definitely important for me. Wow. I mean, first of all, kudos. I think it's, it's a beautiful story, first of all. Thank you. And, and <laughs> What I'm trying to figure out, though, is how did you find out all about these details? And, and I mean, in your book, you described your father's journeys from Haiti to Egypt to France, then the U.S. Now, did he, did he tell you about his travels while you were growing up, or did you find out about this as you were writing the book? It, no, it, this was definitely throughout my whole life. I've heard about mm. his travels. Okay. Um, so the details were not really hard for me to write because I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, him and his side of the family would always talk about, you know, their time in mm-hmm. Haiti and then leaving and going to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, luckily for me, while I started writing this book, he was still able to talk to me mm. about certain things in his life. Okay. So that was also a really nice experience for us to share. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, okay. So yeah. when did you find out about his being a spy and being this, a Jewish Egyptian spy? <laughs> actually, I, I've always known, actually. Really? It wasn't, yeah. It was, cause it was always, um, kind of like a joke in our family. <sighs> um, that he would never admit to completely. <laughs> oh, I guess like the spy never tells, right? Uh-huh. That's <laughs> um, so funny. Yeah, but it was always kind of like a joke with our family that like he was always, he used to be up to certain things mm. and like he would be in certain places and then something suspicious would happen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay. <laughs> but then once, once I got older, of course, and I really understood, you know, what that really meant, mm-hmm. um, I got interested, so I would ask him more questions, and then okay. he would tell me, he, he would definitely tell me things, but I could tell that he was also not telling me everything, yeah. so, wow. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there were secrets behind those secrets, okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, were you surprised to know that he had that life, that kind of life before he had a family? Um, I don't think I was surprised because I've always kind of knew I've kind of known about it Mm. um yeah he never really tried to hide that kind of stuff from me Mm -hmm. um even if he wasn't 100 percent open with like all the details but I knew pretty much everything so yeah okay so your father met your mom who's Filipina correct yeah um when he was living in Hong Kong and I read that for him it was love at first sight do you know if, if if it was for her? I think so. I think their um, their relationship was definitely quick in mm. terms of like, you know. I think also at that point in their lives, um, they knew, mm. you know, what love really was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like they were like you know teenagers or in their early twenties and wasn't right. sure. Right. Um, they were they were older. Um, like more established in their lives and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I and think... I, go ahead. I'm sorry. And no, you go ahead. You're fine. Well, no, I, I said, you know, I'm thinking it's like, well, it was a beautiful love story to read, you know, because here's this band who had such a life and then, you know, out of nowhere, like his neighbor, right? Or so, I'm sorry, it was a colleague who invited him over for mm-hmm. dinner and that's when he meets your mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, you know, and, and it just felt like, 
it was meant to be. And and I love stories like that because you don't. And then it worked out, you know, because it didn't have to. And it, you know, if he had not accepted that invitation, you know, in, it, they probably yeah. would have met. But you know, the way they met was really sweet. Um, and I, I just felt like this was a man who had already gone through so much, and and he really wanted to finally, like you know, settle. So when he was ready, the opportunity presented itself. You know in terms of like finding your mother which was great yeah I think so I think it was the right time I Mm. think for both of them Uh um yeah and um yeah it just everything fell into place at that point yeah Yeah. Uh, okay so your father's cousin Albert I loved Albert by the way (laughs) (laughs) I liked I loved Uncle Nisim and Albert great Mm -hmm. characters um was it thank you I mean they were a huge part of his life. That now, what did they tell you about Uncle Nassim and Albert? And did you meet? Well, did you meet Albert? You met Albert, right? No. So actually, the story is part fictional. Oh, so okay. Albert okay. is actually a fictional part of it. I did not know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uncle Nassim is real. Okay. He did have an uncle who, you know, helped him. Um, come to the United States and like help him get settled okay. um, in New York. Okay. But the the fictional part of the story is exactly. about Albert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. So I, I think it was really great the way you um, basically wove that story because it really gave it some more. I guess more meat into the story of how your father was just like, I guess pulled into so many places, but at the same time, like he always wanted to settle somewhere, you know, and then, and he loved New York just as much as you do. Yes. That's really, I mean, I, when you started talking about this, like, oh, wow. Cause her father loved New York the same way. So yeah, that's really, that's awesome. Okay. So, um, so what was, did you have an aha moment when you realized that I need to do this book? Honestly, um, it wasn't really on my radar yet to start writing it. Hmm. Um, and I was honestly talking to two of my friends um, <laughs> about how, yeah, eventually I want to write this story. And then that night, I just sat down and I wrote one page and then I said, okay, here we go. (laughs) It's going to happen now. Like, um, yeah, it all, that's all it took really Mm. is once I had to, I had to actually get started. Um, but then once I did, I was really fully like invested into it. And how long did it take you to write, um, home in hundred places? Um, it was about six months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, six months altogether I kind of took a few breaks in between because we were moving mm-hmm. um yeah but about six months okay mm-hmm. um so can you mention a time when you thought you needed to do something that could affect your life and others that I needed to do something mm-hmm. um what do you think your writing I, yeah. was that okay yeah honestly I think with writing Um, it's definitely the way that I express myself the best. Mm, Um, and something about it, just like when I sit down at the computer and I start writing, it just like comes out. And if for whatever reason, that's something that other people need to read, Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like I have to share it. Um, Mm. 
So okay. it's something that it's not necessarily just for me. Um, it can be for other people who want to read, right. you know, right. what I have to say to you. So mm-hmm. it, it's, I think that's another rewarding part about writing, let's say home in a hundred places or anything else that I've written is I never know who might need to read something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of fun to hear when people, you know, give me feedback and saying like, you know, that they were really into the story and stuff. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, you know, it really, um, it speaks a lot to how you, uh, how you wrote the book and, how the book inspires so many others to share about what they're going through also, right? In terms of your dad's Alzheimer's, um, your father's um, condition with Alzheimer's. So he had Alzheimer's and passed away from that. Um, How long ago was that? That was about a year ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the end of 2020. Oh, geez. It was happened Mm -hmm. during the pandemic? Yes. It did. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Um did did you know when he started exhibiting signs of Alzheimer's? It was pretty gradual. Mm-hmm. Um looking back at it now, I can't even really think like when it really started. Like I remember bits and pieces of like he would say things that I questioned. Mm-hmm. Um but I honestly don't even remember when that was. Like, it was years ago, mm. like a few years ago. Okay. Um, of course, as it progressed, you knew, you know, what was happening and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. So you, like you said, you were a travel journalist and your father traveled all over the world. Have you had a chance? I mean, pre-COVID, of course, did you get a chance or would you want to go to the places that you've written about and, and try to retrace his steps? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's basically <laughs> the top of my bucket list <laughs> oh, I love once that. I feel more comfortable traveling again. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, though, I have been to some of the places that I that were in the book. Mm. Um, we traveled together to London, um, Hong Kong. We took a trip together, which oh, was really nice. Yeah, I to be read able to that see. part. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, the places that I definitely want to go to are Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was able, we did go to Paris, but I haven't been to Marseille. So mm. I think that would be nice to see where he, you know, when he left Egypt, where he where first he landed. went to. Yeah, because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the turning point for him. Yeah. That was a huge yeah. turning point for him. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? And then you have to find that bookstore. <laughs> I yeah. love that bookstore, that yeah. part of the bookstore. Oh, wow. It's like a treasure hunt. Oh, it looks like a scavenger hunt in a way. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. If you do, you need to let me know because I, yes. I would love to find out how it went for you and how you felt going to those places, you know, yeah. your father went to and had lived his life there. So that's, and, that's pretty and amazing. And Haiti, too, to see oh. where they really, you know, where yeah. he was born you know, where he grew up, like, in the first few years of his life. Right. Yeah. Oh, so mm-hmm. you haven't been to Haiti yet? No. Okay. Okay, that's, yeah. that's on your bucket list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's it's so cool because I think, in a way, you're writing this book and and hearing all his stories have kind of, like, given him another life. You know, you've given him a, a, a life um that he can i guess 
what I'm trying to say is that he, your, your stories about him keep him alive. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that, you know, was like a, a blessing in disguise when I was writing this that I didn't expect mm-hmm. um, that, you know, because I was able to write his story and get it out on a, in paper mm-hmm. um, that now it just continues on. And, right. you know, it's something that I can now always talk about with other people. And yeah. it's definitely exciting to like relive these kind of moments too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is there someone or people you would credit for where you are now? Um, in terms of like my writing career? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely my parents for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, of course I think, especially immigrant parents, which, you know, they both come from different countries. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, you know, the first one born in the United States. They definitely wanted me to, you know, go to college, get a stable career Mm -hmm. and, you know, just be like, have my life set, that kind of option, you know, which is what I was going for with counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, So they always like encouraged me to do that, but they never discouraged me from writing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, you know, super grateful that they, they were able to show me that I could balance, you know, certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Um, and not give up on something that I really loved because I had to do something else. Um, so, you know, I've been like going back and forth with my writing career since, mm-hmm. you know, after college. Um, and I think that, you know, after publishing, especially this book, mm-hmm. um, my mom can definitely see how much it really means to me now. And oh. Yeah, so it's it's nice to have always had their support. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What did she say, or what did she think about you writing your this story, pretty much about your father? Well, she was always one of the people in our family who always told me that I should write it. Mm, okay. um, yeah, and then she, when she actually read it, she was really, really happy and excited oh. about it. Um, yeah, wow. so she's definitely, I would say pretty proud of yeah it. <laughs> your main yeah. your main cheerleader I love that yeah <laughs> that's so cool and mm-hmm. has your husband read it um he's in the process of reading it <laughs> oh, okay yeah okay I you know it's funny because I was taking notes from every chapter and I'm like oh my god because I had like so many things <laughs> to ask you because it was really fascinating you know to go from that from being born in Haiti to then going to different places not because he had to, because but because of circumstances. Actually, it was because he had to, you know, mm-hmm. it's like circumstances. And it was just a really full. He led a full life, you know, your your dad, and and yeah. it's so amazing that now you are able to actually tell that story, so others can can learn more about him, you know, yeah, and your family. The like when I look back at it and I I've gotten that kind of like response from other people too, is like, how in the world did he have (laughs) so many different parts of his life that were so different? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something I think that I think is like really inspiring Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um, is that I want to, no matter like what kind of path I take, I want to make sure that it's like that, like Mm -hmm. in terms of being um, so like rich with experiences Mm -hmm. and, um, that's also something I want for my family now too, now that I have a son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I also hope that other people reading it 
will get inspired by that kind of um, the life that he had and his always like excitement to travel the world and mm. see new things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really wonderful. That's a great way to, uh, you know, it's a great way to keep living for sure you know to really live and not worry about you know like I mean no matter the circumstances to keep on living that's really cool yeah and I think um of course in the story you'll see that there's a lot of things that he just had to deal with Mm -hmm. um yep and he never complained about anything I I was telling that to my mom recently actually Mm. that I don't think I ever heard him complain about anything so just that kind of mentality too is something that I'm inspired by, and I hope others could be too. Wow. 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 That's awesome. Um, (laughs) So what are your personal goals currently? And and is there something you haven't tried that you would like to do? Yeah. So um, personal goals, I would say I really want to keep going with this momentum that I have with my writing career right now Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like things are you know, falling into place the way I always like hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm writing, I'm in the process of writing a couple of new books. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah. And I'm actually trying out new styles of writing too. Ah. Yeah. So I have one book that's about 75% done and it's actually a psychological thriller. Oh, cool. So totally different. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I also have another project that I'm working on that's definitely more way more lighthearted mm-hmm. um just like a kind of romantic comedy series but it takes place all around the world so it's like a travel series oh cool. um, and I realized after writing home in 100 places and like just my my general love to travel mm-hmm. um I wanted to combine you know my writing and my travel experiences mm. so I think that's going to be a fun project that's very cool and yeah. is, it, is it true I mean I read this that you're in talks with a production company to make a home in a hundred home in a hundred places into a film yes that is that's true so cool it's, it's definitely in the like the very early baby steps of it wow um, I mean how, yeah how did, okay so how do you feel about that and and are you excited about that whole thing? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like, is this really happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is something that, as a kid, I always thought it would be so awesome to be able to write something and then make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I don't have any experience with filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, so I never knew how that process worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that it might actually, you know come about um it's definitely very very exciting and I kind of have to pinch myself oh my gosh that's amazing (laughs) oh my gosh wow yeah you'll have Mm -hmm. to tell me when and if that when it comes out that's incredible now did they approach you or did they Um, someone read the book and say hey I think I I think this could be a a movie yeah it actually all happened on Facebook (laughs) really yeah. Wow. So it's kind of amazing how much, you know, how you can connect with people on Facebook. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Wow. Which before, before, you know, publishing this book, mm-hmm. um, I didn't really use, I used Facebook just for my friends, but I never used it for any type of like networking or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of really interesting to see how that side of it works. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that's amazing. Well, congratulations. And I hope it yeah, does go through. I can't wait to like hear more about that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so do you have goals for the Alzheimer's community you're involved in as well? Yeah, I'm so um, I think just going through this experience with my family mm-hmm. um, and then writing about it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to be more involved with the Alzheimer's community. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I realized, I think, when I was writing this book was that I really got to see how much of a life that like my dad had before he had Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when you're taking care of somebody who has dementia, any type of dementia, you it's very easy to get wrapped into the day to day and forget about the life that happened before it. Right. Um, so I would love to, you know, talk to other family members or like friends or people who know others who are going through dementia Mm -hmm. and um, kind of, you know, give support and, you know, help them remember all the good times and that Mm. like the disease is not what defines that person. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they were, they had so much more of like life experiences before the Mm -hmm. disease and never to really forget that part. Wow. That's really awesome. And and I think it's a great way to give back, you know, to the um to the people who are going who have gone through or going through the same thing you did, your family did. Um and it's really a great way to connect with other family members to know what they're going through and how they can relate to what you went through or your family went through with your dad. Yeah, I know, because I know also, like, um, during those times, Mm -hmm. it can definitely feel, like, lonely and isolating Mm -hmm. for the, not just the person going through dementia, but also the people, um, you know, the caregivers. Yeah. So it is nice to be able to talk to others about those experiences. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so if anyone wanted to know more about you and your books, how would they go about it? So um, you could definitely check out my website, which mm-hmm. is Um, And then I'm on all social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, um, Pinterest. I'm on TikTok now. Too. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> and it's all my name. Sarah Diane Mueller is my handle. Um yeah, and then you can check out Amazon, too, oh, my author yep. page, and my books are available there. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so what does the future hold for you? Hopefully a lot of writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Writing and travel. Books. Writing and yeah. travel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a lot more books to come. Um, and then, yeah, just on a personal level, just spending a lot of time with my family and um, traveling a lot because I definitely want to travel a lot with my son, which I'm very excited about. That's awesome. It's a great Mm -hmm. age to travel with them. I know we've taken my daughter since she was, oh, baby, since she was two or three, like, you know, traveling everywhere because we were like, okay, she's not, she's going to be on our schedule. (laughs) Yeah. Not going to be on her schedule. That's exactly what I think sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her first international trip was when she was five and we went to Thailand 
all night. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was really an incredible trip. And, and I'm like you, I'm, I'm, I'm such a traveler. I, I, before I met my husband, I was never home. <laughs> like yeah. my, my parents used to wonder where I was, you know, it's like, and I had my own place. So they would leave messages. I'm like, are you in town? <laughs> like, where are you <laughs> this week? You know, but yeah, you know, and when you're in your twenties, you know, you're like, okay, you're, 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 you're working, you're traveling, you're working, you travel. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, thank goodness I married someone who loved traveling as much as I did. So, you know, and, and we definitely have traveled together. Um, and with our daughter now, you know, uh, we, we take her and her boyfriend like for family vacations. It's really, it's Oh, great. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It's a great way to really like reconnect and just, you know, be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love that. And, you know, it's, I haven't gotten a chance and, and I'm a writer too. So I'm thinking here, it's like, you know, I really should start jotting down. I mean, I do, I post it on all the social media um, platforms, like, you know, all the stuff that we do, but I think there's, uh, there's something to just jotting down on a journal per se, like, you know, how it went that day and what you thought that day and, you know, but it's, it's a personal thing, but that's, that's missing. So, Mm -hmm. but that's really awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. And well, that's really cool. So, um, so is there anything you'd like to say to my listeners? Um, Just hopefully that, you know, if you ever check out, you know, the stories that I do, I would love to, you know, connect with everybody about it. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, other people can get some sort of infer- inspiration um, mm-hmm. from like the messages and stories that I have to, that I'm telling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the main things is like, especially after writing Home in a Hundred Places and going through that experience with mm-hmm. my dad, mm-hmm. um, how important it is to take like those you know, little moments in time and make them into like bigger memories. Um, yeah. because that's really, I think, you know, such a fun experience in life is to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Making memories for sure. That would be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to young people who might be interested in making a career out of writing? Um, I think just, just go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think, in terms of my experience, you know, I kind of bounced around from like career to career because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or mm-hmm. if I had the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so fulfilling once you actually do it. So oh, just go yeah. for it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because I was, <laughs> I started this journey with my writing, I guess, in high school. You know, I journaled every day. And then, you know, I told my parents I wanted to be into writing and they were like, you can't make money out of that. So I went to, pre- mm-hmm. so I went to pre-med, lasted one semester, oh, okay. well, lasted oh, one yeah. semester and I'm like, nope, not for me, Yeah, you know, uh-huh. and then bounced between careers and then finally got into writing when I met my husband. Um, we were, we were still dating then. And he says, you know, you really, if this is what you really want to do, then go for it. You know, and I never looked back after that. And it was mm-hmm. it's been very, very fulfilling. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And so my daughter is now doing her own blog. You know, she has her own blog. And mm-hmm. and it's really amazing to see, you know, because it's so different now. Because with her, I'm like, 
that's awesome, you know, but I, I don't have any, um, I guess, any nervousness about her going, like, trying to pursue that path because I know what I went through and I don't want her to do it that way, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know? think also at this point, it's a lot easier for people to connect with other writers mm-hmm. or other creatives yes. um, versus, like, you know, our experiences, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so easy to find a support group online of other yeah. writers who are, are, are other bloggers or something. Right. So, and right. it's so easy to get your information out there now. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. yeah. So I think um, that's another part too, that if somebody's you know, interested in getting into writing, mm-hmm. um, try to find that support system um, of other writers and other people in that kind of community. Because yeah. It definitely helps. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you had one thing to change that you would wish that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? Um, probably to do focus more on my writing sooner. Mm. Um, yeah. And not that I like regret doing other things that I've done, like in terms of counseling and stuff. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there was definitely a period of time where I like doubted if I could you know, be successful with my writing career. Hmm. Um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what stopped me. So right. Right. yeah, trying it out sooner would have been good, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mm-hmm. can so relate, okay, because yeah. for numerous years, I was just like, oh, I don't know, who's going to read, mm-hmm. who's going to read it, you know, and back then, you know, like print was like, everywhere but try to get something in print <laughs> you know it's like oh right, yeah <laughs> how many times how many more rejections and and not so much rejections but I actually stopped myself as well because I was like I don't know if, if this is really good you know but until I decided you know what what have I got to lose just send it out <laughs> like, yeah okay. yeah <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. really cool thank you for that advice um and my last question is if you could go back in time, what advice would you tell your younger self? Um, probably that things are going to be okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I think a lot of people worry about what's going to happen. And um, especially if you're trying, you're just, you know, getting started straight out of school and, you know, trying to find your way. Yeah. Um, things, it's just, it's going to be okay. No matter what happens, mm-hmm. um, you know, you'll find your way and, whatever you're really like passionate about that will show up. Um, Mm. That stuff doesn't go away. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sarah, thank you so much for stopping by (laughs) and, and for talking about your life and your books. Um, And I really loved home and hundred places and I hope everybody reads it. You know, um, you can find out more about it on the website as well as what Sarah said. Um, but good luck to your future endeavors and good luck with the film if it comes yeah. out. When it comes <laughs> out, you. you need to let me know because I definitely want to promote that. That is so cool. Yeah. And I, I think it's incredible. You know, it's funny because I found out about you basically from the Filipinos Facebook page. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. whoa. And, like, and, then, <laughs> and, and then I found out my cousin also saw you on the Facebook page and she was like, oh my gosh, I want to meet her. I was like, well, okay, not until I've talked to her. <laughs> I was like, not until I have her on my show, then we can talk. And I was like, yeah. um, but because she, her, her, um, 
well, we can talk more about her like after the show. But you mm-hmm. know, I, I really appreciate like all that you've done to really bring out your stories, especially about your father, because what a life, you know, and and to know that he, you know, to know that he was really such an impactful person, you know, not just for you, but for your family. It's really beautiful, you know. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to hear something like that. Oh my gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I actually have the book in front of me, and I'm like, oh, it was like, I, do you know how many times, I, do you know how many pages I actually, like, did on, in terms of research, and I'm like, oh, that sounds good, <laughs> you know, like, but, um, no, but seriously, it was such a beautiful book, and it was so done with such care, you know, like, and, and. I would, you know, I think your your father would have loved reading that also, reading it. I would, I would like to think so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you again for coming on, and good luck with the film and 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 future books. And please keep in touch. And I will, you know, I will definitely do so as well. And uh, you know, we will talk soon. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Thank okay. you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Sarah Diane Mueller on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.